In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's August 31st, 2012, and you're listening to episode 52 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. And I'm Maggie. And we're up on the roof looking at the blue moon. And I'm knitting a spaghetti sweater with garlic breadsticks and trying to figure out how to make the meatballs into bottles. Maggie, are you feeling okay? Maybe a bit loony. Okay, yes, love good. <laughs> okay, Luna, love good. It's a blue moon. I have an excuse. I'm going to run around and staple herrings to things, just because I can. They'll ask me why, and then I'll say it's a blue moon. I'm crazy. Okay, honey. You're supposed to do stupid, silly, crazy stuff at a blue moon. Yes, dear. Okay, fine. Whatever. Pat you on the head. Go take your pill and lie down. Okay. Do I get the, the blanket that hugs me? Yes, I'll, br- I'll bring the special blanket that hugs you. <laughs> and it's not a Snuggie. Yes, it is a blue moon today, but... Other than that little bit, I'm sure... Well, really, I was going to say, you know, you wouldn't really notice if we were that wacky. Because seriously, this is us we're talking about. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, fine. I mean, for us to be weird, we'd have to be, like, NPR-style economics stock forecast podcast or something. Oh, yay. That just reeks of fun. But anyway, yes. So we are back, finally. Yay! After another week's break. Yes, as I just demonstrated to Maggie, I have been... I was sick last week, so we skipped a week. Uh. Life happens, and we've said it before, and we'll say it again. But of course, that just means there's more to catch you up on, especially in Adventures in Knitting. Yay, Adventures in Knitting! I actually got around to knitting this time. Yay! Ooh! No, no, no. I have a mitten. There you go. A pretty cabled mitten. It is made out of the black stone tweed Mm -hmm. that I was talking about previously. And that mitten is actually... The pattern is Eugenia's Mittens by Molly Woodworth, and it is a free Ravelry download. So it's been made 227 times. Quite a few samples of them. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty... I mean, it was a really fast knit. Yeah. This is like an evening and an afternoon of work. And it's all done. With the exception of, you know, tying in ends. And this is the only thing that went wrong. Where, you know, I pull... At the very end, you pull the yarn through and you go, and you do that little tug to make it tighten. Ooh, and yes. Went, Pop! I'm like, oh dear. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to tie that off really damn careful. Yeah, because the Tweety yarn is, it's not terribly strong if you just tug at the strand. Yeah. So needless to say, when I did this one, I'm like, okay, let's let's make this one super careful. So, And this will probably be a Christmas present because it makes me feel better to tell myself that I'm making Christmas presents and I'm not getting behind. <laughs> Or you could just not knit Christmas presents or not knit as many Christmas presents. Yes, I could do that. <coughs> and that's going to happen anyway coming up soon because we're going to have the Hobbit along soon. And Yes. Know, my brain is going to be entirely into a lace pattern. Yes. Which has not started yet. No, nope, has not started yet. <laughs> Seems like every few weeks I get a message from someone, You guys have mentioned the Hobbit along. I can't find it. Have you started it yet? No, we haven't started it yet. Trust me. We will tell you. Baby bag. Ooh. Baby bag, which really is nothing more than a bit of ribbing knit in circular in the round. And then for about mm, four inches. And then after the ribbing, you just go stocking it all the way down. Yeah, knit a tube. 
Yep. And then close it off. And it's about 18 inches long. And then I did three needle bind off. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. Like I said last night at knit night, I have given away all of my darning needles so I couldn't tie in (laughs) any of my ends. I couldn't weave in any of my ends. That's why my knitting looks all ratty right now. And I didn't get very, very far on my stockinette sock knit in storm blue moon fiber arts because I had to pull out the heel about three times. Mm -hmm. But it's looking really good now. But it is a learning process. Apparently, I was trying to do like two heels at the same time. Yeah, I was trying to do too many techniques at the same time, according to Sensei Karen. Short row row heel and toe up gusset heel at the same time. I'm talented like that. So yeah, this this heel's been knit three times. I swear I have a block in my head about how to knit socks just winging it the way Karen does. Which is why I come back and I ask her, every time I knit a sock, how am I supposed to do this again? I can read a pattern. I can do a, you know, a complex cookie-a pattern and as long as somebody tells me what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. The whole winging off the cuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't quite got that down yet. <laughs> and I have to because I have not forgotten that before the end of the year, I need to at least be trying to make a pattern for one of the Dresdens. Ooh. Because yes. I, I did say that earlier, that I was going to at least try to make a pattern for Bob. Anyway, so that's me. That is my knitting. And I still, I need to go and buy, by this time next week, I should have my beads for my dragon shawl. Ooh, yes. My sparkly dragon shawl. And I should mention, too, that the Hobbit Along, we will be starting it at some point, like, mid-September. Yeah. We will let you so know. So we have time. We have time. You have time to prepare, especially because, again, I'll explain. Basically, the September start time is for people who are going to be doing big things or for people who think they're going to need that amount of time. Basically, what you do is you figure out what you want to make and you get your stuff. And then you join in at the point you think you, however early you think you need to for the project you're doing. So I will be starting like mid-September, providing my yarn arrives in that time, which it should. But say if you're doing like a pair of socks, you could start in, and you can do a pair of socks in a month, then start in mid-November, that sort of thing. Yeah. You can gradually come in as you think you need to. It's just some of us have big projects, and so we're going to be starting early. Speaking of big projects, yes. what are you making for the Hobbit Along again? For the Hobbit Along, I will be making the Lothalorian Cape by Susan Pandorf. It's part of her Fellowship of the Ring mm-hmm. series of patterns. And you recently decided on a yarn, didn't you? Yes, I did. I just ordered it like two hours ago. Woohoo! Because Blue Moon Fiber Arts is having a once in a blue moon sale. How appropriate. So, this weekend, so they have 15% off all the regular yarns. And the Lothorian Cape takes 1250 yards approximately of a DK weight yarn. Now, I really wanted to do, to do this in like a semi-solid hand dyed something like that. Problem is that of course with a lot of the hand dyes because of the amount of work that goes into it, you know, they cost a certain amount. And when I do math to see how much that will cost for the entire project, you could buy it a car. Starts, no, and I mean it's not expensive. I mean, depending on your budget, this might. I mean, it might not be very expensive for you. But with where I am at the moment, <laughs> especially considering my mother decided we're going on vacation Uh-oh. next weekend, Uh-oh. Uh, so I'm chipping in some of that. And uh, considering I just signed up and registered for a distance education course through a community college near us for the li- their library technician program, and there was three hundred and twenty. $25 for the tuition. 
<laughs> I, I feel your pain there, trust me. Yeah, so considering that expense, it's like, I can't spend 120 bucks on yarn for this one project. Luckily, I realized I have had a gift certificate for Blue Moon Fiber Arts for my birthday. Yay! So. Pull that baby out. I took out. a look at their, I took a look at their Socks That Rock Heavyweight, mm-hmm. which is, you know, still that, which is about a DK weight, and it's that nice, dense sort of twist that they have in other sock yarns, so it's going to show off cables beautifully. So, with the 15% discount and the $25 gift certificate, mm-hmm. that reduced the cost quite a, quite a bit. Good. Yay. So, I just ordered it earlier tonight, and I'm ordering it in the Tempest colorway. Which is a really dark, kind of greeny, tealy, you know, foresty green. That sounds beautiful. Color, at least from what it looks like on the on the screen with a slightly sort of bluey hinge. You're as gonna well. need to get one of the leaf pins to have mm-hmm. right underneath your chin. I really want to. Or at least yeah, at the very least I'm gonna get like one of those little pewter sort of frog closures yeah. or something like that. Though a leaf closure would be really cool. And I kind of like, part of it was that like, I couldn't, I never really had a really strong idea of like, this has to be this color. So part of the searching around for different yarns was partly to trying to find a color that I really liked. Right. And this time I just decided to do it on this darker color. I'd originally thought of doing it in a lighter color, but I was like, nah, maybe I'll save lighter color for when I eventually do the Even Star Shawl. But, um, so I got that and actually I just got another order from Socks the Rock actually. Because a week or two ago, they had their annual barn sale, which is usually something you have to be in the area for. Mm, okay. But this year, they decided that online, they would put up some mystery bags. Okay. So basically, Tina, who basically runs Blue Moon Fiber Arts, put together bags of three skeins of socks that rock. Um, and you could pick between lightweight, medium weight, and heavyweight. And basically, so it was basically whatever was in the bag you got. Okay. The only thing you'd pick was the weight. So I decided, what the hell, I'll give it a whirl. And I got... Oh my god, so you. And these are all mill ends, so they're, you know, they might be a little short, they might be, some, they might have a little, some flaws, they might be not quite the color they were supposed to be, but look at the pretties. Oh, that is, that is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. There's one that's a very light blue, and it looks like it has sort of slightly purpley sections in it as well, but it's very sort of semi-solid or monochrome. There's one that goes from a very, like a dark, dark green out to a lighter green and to a gray. And then there's one which is wacky pants colors. Yeah. Which is red and teal and purple. And it, I think it looks a little bit like bejeweled, but I don't think the colors are quite the same. And even if they were, I don't care. Because <laughs> it'll be perfect for doing stockinette socks. That is, that is good stuff. Yes. And it's got, the last one too, it's also got a little bit of gray and orange and stuff in it too. It's really neat. So yes, I was quite happy with that. I figured, considering the number of colorways, considering, like, I have gone on their website before and out of curiosity just clicked, put one skein of each colorway I liked into my cart. Yeah. Just to see how many there were. And there was easily, like, 15 colors that I wanted just in the multicolor wave. Yeah. Section. It's like, I think I can probably select a mystery bag and I would be pretty happy with pretty much everything that I found. See, I would just... I. Just stand in front of the whole color spectrum, and I go big doe eyed, and I think I go big anime eyes, and I get all the sparkles around me, and I just stand <laughs> there, stand there drooling. You could give me any yarn color mm-hmm. from Blue Moose Fiber Arts, and I would just start slavering like you just handed me a dozen donuts, and I was on star, <laughs> I was starving on a desert island. And then 
I didn't actually do much knitting last week because, of course, like I said, I was sick. And I was really sick. I actually, I had to call out from work. And I have not called out sick from work, I think, in the entire time I have worked at the library. But I woke up on, like, the Wednesday morning with, like, a fever of, like, 101, 102. I think you said you lost your voice for a while, too, didn't you? I didn't completely lose my voice, but it was really raw and really gross. And, like, Wednesday and both Wednesday and Thursday, I was, like, you know, going between feverish, chills, sweating, and even, like, last Saturday, I worked for five hours and when I got home, I had to lie down because yeah. I was just wiped. So the only real excursion I made last weekend was to the Needle Emporium's tent sale. Yeah. Which wasn't in a tent. <laughs> it was the tent sale, but the, she had actually expanded it to sort of a, a building at the fair, the Ancaster Fairgrounds, because she had a lot of yarn to get rid of. And holy crap, there were a lot of people there. I got a ride with a couple of our friends from Knit Night. And by the time we got there half an hour after the doors opened, and already the place was like... Slammed. Decimated. Oh, wow. It was like, wow. I got the last skein of Dreamin' Color Smooshy, which luckily is a gorgeous blue. It is Romeo Blue is the colorway. And it is gorgeous it is it is very nice yeah it's a semi-solid it has very slight variations between darker blue but it's it's a very dark rich blue and it's going to make some gorgeous socks or and then i also got i managed to find there was a box that had a bunch of brown sheep nature spun worsted weight wool and there was one color a color i really liked but they only had they had barely enough to make a sweater for me i thought it was actually maybe a little short so you would be tempting fate, so to say. Yeah, I'd be pretty tempting fate. And I figured, well, I could always try and get another ball or two if I really needed to. And I can figure, like, you know, I can work it in. I can use it for a sleeve or something like that if the colorways are different. But then I noticed there was a lot of this. The, the one I had, it was like a cranberry color. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of this lighter pink, slightly grayish pink. The colorway is pink, please. And I thought, you know, I could over dye that. Yes, you could. And make it, you know, slightly semi-solid and in a much darker, deeper, richer pink, mm-hmm. red, purple sort of thing. So I'm like, okay, I'll just grab as much of that as I need and then I will over dye it. However, since I've been feeling better, I have done a fair bit more knitting. I've got, I probably hadn't finished it by the last time I was here, but I, I finished one of my Socks That Rock Socks in the Saving Grace colorway. Very pretty. And I started the second one, and today I just finished the heel on that one. And I'm doing these toe up, as usual. So basically I just need to go up the leg on this one, and I will be done, which is good. Because the Kitchener Waterloo Knitters Fair is going to be this weekend. Yes, it is. this weekend, not a week from this weekend. This weekend, when you actually hear this podcast... Um, a week tomorrow September, when we are recording it. S- September 8th. Yep, September 8th. And we are going to be there. Yes, we are. Woo! And hopefully we will have Newbie in tow. Oh, yes. I I have such a clear mental picture of what her face is going to look like <laughs> when we walk in the doors. And especially, I, I, can ju- I can seriously, I can clearly imagine exactly how she's going to react when we walk in. Because the... The Knitter's Fair is split up into two rooms, and there's a hallway. There's a hallway in between them, and then in between them is a, is a smaller room where they usually have, like, food set Foods up, and what, yeah. Know, so you can buy lunch and stuff without leaving the Because site. knitters do need sustenance. Yeah, and it's not really around anywhere that's easy to leave and come back. Yeah. Especially for parking. But so, like, you can walk in and not know there's a t- another room. And I cannot wait for the moment when we have finished taking her around one room. 
and we're like, okay, so let's see what's in the, what's in the second room. The second room? Room. I can see yeah. her face and hear her voice, and it's going to be hilarious. Yep. But yes, we will be there. We'll be wearing our t-shirts with our logo on it and our names in the back. We say this, but we really do love you, Lauren. We do. <laughs> yes, we love you, and not just because you're a newbie. But yes, we're going to be there, and it's going to be a blast. Yes, we're and have I will fun. have stickers in case you see us. So say if you see us, say hello, and you will get a sticker. Or a herring staple to your forehead. I promise she won't staple herrings to anyone's forehead. For no. one, because I wouldn't even want to drive down with that smell in your bag. Sorry. The blue moon will be over by then. Actually, are you looking for anything in particular at the Knitter's Fair? I can't. Yes, because you have... I have something really, really big that is coming in the works, and I'm not going to talk about it yet. Yeah. Don't want to jinx it. No, I don't no, want to jinx it. Hopefully by the t- next time we record, I will have something a bit more concrete. But no, I'm going sort of to be the newbie <coughs> guide. I'm yes. going to be the newbie Sherpa. Yes, you're going to be busy with that. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, before I had figured out the Blue Moon thing for the Lothorian Cape, I had intended to go there and look for stuff for the Lothorian Cape, because my backup for that, my, you know, was going to be Tannis Fiber Arts. But now I don't need to look for that. So it will probably be, I'm going to buy something at Indigo Dragonfly. Well, yeah, that's sort of like a given. That's a given. Yeah. I think it's I'm gonna, going to happen. I'm going to encourage I very them. well might be buying something at Tannis as well. Um, other than that, it's going to be looking at stuff, you know, whatever I see that I absolutely cannot live without within reason. We'll this is the same place that you got your Fair Isle scarf stuff. Yeah. Just thinking if they're, if they might be back and you might want to. You've already gotten all the colors that you want, though. I've got all the colors that I want. Um, okay. There was actually one thing. There was that one color I bought the wrong size yarn for. Yeah. So I might get an extra skein of that size, and then maybe it's a it's a sort of light pink. So I might get another skein of that, and, get, and then get two more skeins of, like, a charcoal gray in that same weight of yarn. So that later, if I want to do... I was thinking of doing mittens out of them, so... I feel like such a old slacker, because this is the... This is the Knitter's Fair that I bought the yarn for the Oven Dim, and guess what I have not done? Honey, do you know how much yarn I have upstairs (laughs) that I bought at the Knitter's Fair or the Knitter's Frolic? Not last year, but say the year before? Well, to be fair, I did cast on the Oven Dim. And I have not knit with it yet? (laughs) I did cast on the Oven Dim, and I found that I was doing the cables in all the wrong directions, so that's when I decided that the sweater and I were not talking yet. But one more thing, one more project that I have picked up and that I should finish soon. No. So you remember about a month or two ago, Uh-oh. I had the top secret project. Oh, that one. And you remember how I had that little meltdown? Yes. Because I ran out of yarn yet again on the edging and I couldn't finish the edging as it was, which meant I would need to rip out the edging and re-knit it, and this was the night before I needed it done. Um, it still needed to be blocked and everything, and I was like, screw it, I'm putting it away for a while. So, uh, last week, or the week before, I was looking for a library book, which in the end it turned out I had already returned. <laughs> The one that was overdue that I was looking for, like, I thought it was, I had this library book that it was said it was overdue, and I was like, I'm sure I brought that back. I'm sure I brought it back. And actually, the one I had pictured in my head, I had brought back. The one I had pictured in my head was not the one that was overdue. It was a completely different one. And hence why it was even more overdue, because I was looking for the wrong damn book. Uh, But while I was searching for it, I came across a bag from Webs. And I knew there was going to be some yarn in there. 
because there's another little project that I got yarn for. And when I looked in, I remembered that I had bought two balls in each color that I needed for the super secret project. So you actually did have yarn. I had an entire another ball of yarn. And you for just did not know. Damn color. Ouch. And I had not remembered that. Ouch. <laughs> when I was tearing my hair out trying to get the edging done. Owie. Yes. So after a few days of letting that sink in <laughs> and dealing with that little ah moment, I finally ripped out the edging and started again on the super secret project. And at least this way I'll be able to make it bigger too. That's true. So And let's face it, right now we wouldn't want to be um wrapped in uh warm fibery goodness as it were, because it is stinking hot right now. Yeah, it is bloody hot again. It's like, go away. I want it to be fall. Oh, Ditto. I've been preparing my fall story times, and so I've been looking at all sorts of themes like fall and harvest and Thanksgiving and pumpkins and all those other fall things, and it's like, I just want it to be fall. I've just been living in denial, and I make the husband make me uh, hot chocolate. I want to wear warm sweaters. And I want to be comfortable outside. Yes. Type of thing. I, I want to be warm sweaters and be outside and colorful leaves and warm sweaters and drinking apple cider and cold cheeks and mm-hmm. nice crisp, crisp air, air. Uh, and smell wood smoke and leaves and oh. but yeah so that's been me for the last <laughs> little while so moving into geek squee as has been the case with uh, a lot of geek squees for the last couple months there is more Avengersy related. Woohoo! There's always goodness to have in Avengersy related stuff. I figured there's gotta be a point where there won't be some Avengers related Geekskree, so. Never. One of the biggest things is that Joss Whedon is with, it's been confirmed, Joss Whedon is making a pilot for ABC in an Avengers related show, specifically about S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. I, I, I read that and I, I could. I could see you squeeing in my head. And the pilot is going to be written by Joss Whedon, Jed, Jed Whedon, Jed Whedon, and Marissa Tancroen, all of whom wrote Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. So this can this cannot be anything but awesome. Yes. yes. If you guys have not seen Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, seriously, guys, you need to see this. I think you can watch it still, still watch it for free on the internet. You can download it at iTunes. You need to see it. Yes. I'm, I'm holding my hand up. I, this is a geek confession. I have not seen Dr. Horrible sing along. I'm sorry, guys. It is one of those geek things I have not gotten around to yet. If we finish early enough, we can watch the first episode because it's only like 15 minutes. It comes in episodes? Yes, there's three episodes. About 15 minutes each. It was originally released as a web series because... Uh, uh, I, I got that part. Yeah, because okay. Joss Whedon created it as, during the writer's strike to see That's if right. it was possible to, to actually distribute something and make money off it without using the traditional... Okay. Means and oh hells yes he made money and you can, you can buy the DVD you can even buy the DVD in stores I think so yeah. if they still carry it yeah and I think it's actually going to be on the CW in the states too so check your listings for that one it is a superhero supervillain musical so starring Neil Patrick Harris and Nathan Fillion and Felicia Day hello come on so yes check that out if you haven't but yes they're making a what about Shield I want Agent Coulson back damn it I know you do <laughs> I know you do somehow some way. Speaking of the Avengers and things to come, so we have, for Thor 2, we have another villain that has been announced. There is a role of Algrim the Strong and Curse. Okay, now, technically that's all one person. Algrim the Strong and the alternate identity Curse are actually the same person one evolves into the other. Think of Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Yeah, correct. 
And, well, that's pretty much what we get from the synopsis of what we read. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be... Algrim the Strong was the most powerful of a race of Dark Elves who was coerced by Malekith to fight Thor. And I have seen some set shots where it looks like they have set up giant obelisks to act as a magical gate into Svartalheim. So we are going to get to see the realm of the Dark Elves. So it looks like we are going to see a couple more of the uh, more of the realms of uh, the Norse universe, Ooh. which I think will be really. I want to. I okay. I know this is supposed to be the Dark Elf ones, but I really want to see what what they make uh, Alfheim as well. Like mm -hmm. I want. I want the. I want the the elves of the light also to come in and go. Oh hey, you know, and, and kick ass as well. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I I just re I love the way Joss represents the world. You know, the whole Norse world. Mm -hmm. And I want to see what he makes all of the realms. Well, I don't, Joss isn't doing this one. Mm -hmm. And Joss didn't do anything other than the Avengers. Okay, shut up. The first one was Kenneth Branagh. I forget if he actually wrote some of it. I don't care. I still like the story. way that the world looks. Yes. You like the way the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done that. I could stare at Bifrost forever. How's about that? Mm, yes, Bifrost was pretty. Bifrost was very pretty. And also strangely I hypnotic. I feel like a dork now talking about Joss. <laughs> Maybe because I, I can edit things. Okay, also, just a happy note for those who wanted to know, Kat Dennings is returning as Darcy. Yes! Just to make everybody happy. I want her to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, damn it. Well, you never know. She may be. <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay. Another little thing that came out, well, not so little. The Avengers gag reel got leaked onto the interbuts. Some of you, unfortunately, probably didn't catch this because it was it was not officially released. So it was like Marvel and Disney doing whack-a-mole with the <laughs> videos that came up. I did not was, get to see. Yeah, I try. I kept, you know, trying to find links where Maggie could see it, and by the time she got there, it had been pulled down, sadly. But I think from what they said, it will be on the Blu-ray release of the Avengers movie when it comes out on September 25th, I believe. So if you didn't get to see it then, you will hopefully get to see it later. Especially when the DVDs officially come out and even more people try and put it on YouTube. And guys, seriously, when that DVD comes out, try and watch it because it is a thing of beauty. <laughs> it is like... Didn't you say Tom Hiddleston was doing an Alan Rickman impression? Yes. Isn't that yes. like Isn't that like a watcherfold of, of orgasm or something? Sweet Jesus, yes. I mean, it's Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. As Loki. Yeah. Doing an impression, with a with a really nice voice anyway, doing a, an impression of Alan Rickman. Yeah. That is on fire. Yeah, pretty much. Now, the first time I watched it, I didn't even realize that's what he was doing, because I was too busy laughing from the segment before that, which was, if you have looked at Tumblr or anything since this came out, I'm sure you have seen animated GIFs of Kobe Smulders doing her hysterical reaction to, to a certain event in the movie. Yep. With this loud, no! Like, over the top. And I was so busy laughing from that, I didn't notice originally who he was doing an impression of. And there when there was one that uh, Coulson actually reaches out to touch Oh my god, yes! Captain America's <laughs> face, you know, lovingly, and he's... Ah, sorry, I had to do that just once. Yeah, there's... It's the moment where they're both in the Quinjet heading to the helicarrier after he's, you know, having that little discussion about, I watched you while you were sleeping. Where um, he had his fanboy moment. Yeah, his little fanboy moment. They're both looking at each other, and then Clark Gregg just reaches out and cups Chris Evans' face with his hand, his cheek with his hand, and they both just crack up, and Clark Gregg's like, sorry, I had to do one for the gag reel. It's like, yeah! He was thinking of us! 
Oh, God. Capsicle all the way. Sorry. That okay. is the ship name, man. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but yes, I'm sure you can find, like, animated GIFs of this, and you... Hopefully, when the DVDs come out, you'll be able to find other versions of it. You they've also relieved. They've also released a bunch of deleted scenes, like some, and some of them have been like officially released. But I have kind of stayed away of looking at all of them because I sort of want to savor the moment when Peggy, it actually Peggy. comes. I saw one that dealt with Peggy. Uh huh. And it's oh god, Steve Rogers. I just want to hug you, man. <laughs> but the rest, I'm leaving because I, I, even the ones that have been released. Like, legit, I'm sort of left because I, I don't want to spoil it for when the DVD comes out. Because <laughs> I want to see the ball once again. You're going to go splody and, like, shatter into glitter when that happens, aren't you? Yeah, probably. I hope you don't mind being vacuumed up because that's the only way we're collecting you back together. Go ahead. And rounding out Avengers, how would you like your own helicarrier? Yes, please. Yes, please. All right, so somebody has actually made a model version of the helicarrier. A remote-controlled yeah. model version. And uh, guess what? It works. It hovers. It flies. You wouldn't want to be aboard it. When no, it, does it, that. It, it 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 does wobble severely. Yeah, I mean because like, like Hulk would have been green for another reason. Yeah, like I mean if you imagine most like remote controlled helicopters or planes or that sort of thing, you know when they're turning and when they're lifting up, they do like pitch from side to side quite a bit. Yeah. So I can imagine if you were, you know, on the helicarrier, people would be falling from one side to the other side if it actually flew like this. I saw a lot of comments that people said, does this actually come with a mini Iron Man that'll, like, fix it if it breaks down? But yeah, um, pretty much if you want to, just go to YouTube and do a search for Shield Helicarrier RC, and you should you should come up with that. And yeah. It, it was it was fun to watch it. I mean, it's really cool. Yeah, it looks like the helicarrier. I want one. This is the toy that everybody's gonna want. For and Christmas. it even does like it does a water liftoff. Yeah, like it's on a pond. I would totally love that. Especially that would also be something I'd love to fly through the library. <laughs> Especially if somewhere in there we could have a teeny tiny tiny Agent Coulson. Yeah, she just went pink. Speaking about another random explosion. So this last week at uh, there was a TV event conference sort of event. In Edinburgh. And Stephen Moffat, Mark Gaddis, and Andrew Scott, who played Moriarty in the, la- in the last two seasons of Sherlock, were all there and did a Sherlock masterclass, which is actually on the internet now. You can watch it. And they gave out the hint words for S- Sherlock season three. Oh, oh, oh. So and for season two, they gave out three words that were sort of hints of the episodes. And the, the words were the woman, the hound, and the fall. Yeah. Which were pretty obvious. Yes. <laughs> I mean, anyone who's read the Sherlock stories... Or sort of knows the big moments in yes. Sherlock canon. Yes. You know exactly what those are talking about. Right. The words for this year are rat, wedding, bow. B-O-W. But pronounced bow. Not anywhere near as obvious as last year. And of course, fandom has gone completely insane yeah. trying to figure it out. I think they have moved faster from serious to into into the very silly speculation, simply because it's so hard to tell from well, the the words what it's going to be. Yeah, that you know they they went very quickly from tr- seriously trying to figure out what it was to just making up wacky stuff. Well, the thing is that the the Sherlock fandom right now is starving. Yes, I mean, uh, granted, we can rewatch the episodes over and over again, and we do. But right now it is starving, and it can smell the aroma of food. 
Yes. And it is only making them more ravenous. They it are is not, a starving shark, yeah. which has just scented blood in the water. It is not thinking <laughs> clearly, let's just say that. So not to, that Sherlock fandom ever quite did, thinks clearly. So to toss them but, such a niblet yes. would only incite such a frenzy. Yes, and I'm sure Moffat and Gaddis know that very well, the trolls. And the thing is, we're going to have to wait a while for it to come out, because I think they also said, kind of tentatively, like, filming wouldn't begin until January, yeah. and so it wouldn't be until, like, next fall or what? so. I seem to remember. This is much more tentative. I don't know if they actually said this during the the masterclass, <laughs> but I've heard that we won't get Sherlock until, like, the second half of next year. You're making me sad. I know. I want my Sherlock. They're doing this on purpose. I mean, it's not as bad, obviously, as Victorian Sherlock fandom had to go through. Okay, but I don't care. Yeah, this is still like, I, I want to see the next episode, yeah. damn it. All right, well, speaking of sad. And this is, like, for reals sad, not yeah, just, yeah. oh no, is fandom sad. We had As everybody's heard. We had the passing of a great man. Yes. Recently. Neil Armstrong. Yep. First man to walk on the moon. And passed away. Opened up worlds of science to people. Yeah. Yeah, that was a somber moment when everybody mm -hmm. got that news. But he did live long enough to see curiosity. Yeah. And to see where his legacy was going. Yeah. And not many people can Hopefully do that. Hopefully to good places. <laughs> yes. From the things that people who knew him have said, he, you know, he did sound like not just someone who did this really great historic thing, but also someone who sounded, he sounded like a really nice guy mm. and a really good person and a really humble person as well. Like he never even did, he never did autographs because he didn't want them to be, just become something, you know, big to be sold. And apparently he used to tell like really bad jokes about the moon. And then when people just didn't really laugh, he'd be like, oh, I guess you had to be there. Oh, God. <laughs> Ouch. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah, that's great in a cheesy kind of way. Of course, there is a lot of really good tributes from a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And there was one, it was treated through the, the Geek Girl Con Twitter stream, and it's in quotation marks, but there's no, there's no attribution given, so I don't know if it's from one of the people there or if they found this written somewhere. But they said that, Neil Armstrong is dead, but on the bright side of the moon, his footprints still remain. The ultimate epitaph in my eyes. Oh. Which is kind of, it's always, I've always found that kind of fascinating that his footprints, the footprints of the Apollo astronauts are still there. And it's kind of sweet that yeah. his footprints are still there. Still there. Still on the moon. That's nice. And will still be there. Yeah. I do have another kind of sad. Yes. Not a serious sad. This is a, this is a fandom sad. Fandom sad and therefore not as... Serious. Yeah, well, yeah. right now it's Labor Day weekend, which we should all be yay about. Yes. But right now, in Atlanta, Georgia, there is Dragon Con. Yes. And I am not there. Yes. Boo. Maybe next year both of us can go. Um, actually, because <laughs> I know somebody who goes, like, she plans her year around it. Mm-hmm. And my husband said, you know, next year maybe you should go down with her. And I said, well, let's wait and we'll see and we'll check and see what money's like. And she goes, no. He goes, no, no, no. I think we can manage it. Next year, you should go. I'm like, I'm not fighting that. Share a hotel room. Uh, dude, if we want to share a hotel room, we might need to book now. True. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have in the past slept in bathtubs. 
and, yeah. and been thankful for it. Yeah, I know people who've slept on floors. It's um, sort of a con tradition. And right now, let me see. Um, she's already sent me pictures of Merida. She sent me pictures of a Furby molesting a green lantern. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Dragon Con is going on. It now takes up five hotels. <laughs> wow. And it's estimated to have 50,000 attendees. Wow. Yeah. That is a big chunk of population in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. A big chunk. And I'm like, I want to be there. I want to live like some supernatural creature for an entire weekend, damn it! <laughs> yeah. And I want to go and touch people like Ian of Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Just go up and touch him. Poke! Poke. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> Oh, hello. But yes, they had Alice Cooper, Rose McGowan, uh, Gillian Anderson, mm. cast from True Blood, Firefly, Vampire Diaries, Billy Boyd, Adam mm. West, Stan Lee, Patricia Quinn. And that's only like half of the list at the moment. Yeah. And speaking of cons and Gillian Anderson, too. And speaking of cons we couldn't go to, last weekend was Fan Expo in Toronto, which I really wanted to go to. And then I got sick. It was going to be my first con, too. I wanted to go so bad. I'm sorry. But you can see certain things on the internet, including there was a wedding at Fan Expo. What? Two people got married at Fan Expo. Were they in costume? No. Okay. They weren't in costume, but he was let let in with members of the 501st. And there were lots of people in costume. Uh, Yeah, there would be. At the ceremony. So, for instance, like, Bane from... The Dark Knight Rises is sitting behind, like, Merida, we'll say. He's not sitting behind Merida, but, you know, it's that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, you have these characters at That's wedding, cool. Which is awesome. And there was a lot of, like, really geeky jokes in the wedding. You can watch the entire wedding ceremony at the, at the Mary Sue or at, you know, they have the link to the YouTube video or just go to YouTube and put Fan Expo Wedding and it'll come right up. It's really, it was really sweet and I was getting kind of wibbly watching it and... It was just adorable. It's cute. And one of the greatest moments. As the groom was putting the ring on his bride's finger, he started to say, In brightest day and darkest night. Oh my god. No evil shall escape my sight. Oh my god. (laughs) It was awesome. It was a wonderfully nerdy wedding. Geek points. Severe geek points for that. It was a wonderfully nerdy wedding. Slight mix of nerdy and, but also, you know, serious, so that they can look back at the pictures and, you know, they'll still be, you know, they'll be wary. She'll have, like, she has, like, an actual wedding dress, a really pretty wedding dress. And, you know, they were going to take photos, like, official photos around the con, and they asked people to please don't, you know, don't bother while they're doing the official photos. They were going to come back to the spot, the room where they had the wedding, and then people could have their photo taken with them. I can only imagine, like, how awesome that would be for your wedding photos if you had, like, cosplayers coming up to you and being like, hey, can I get a photo with you? Yeah. And we can even stage it really cool. Like, I imagine I imagine someone, like, dressed up, say, as Loki, <laughs> pointing his staff and, you know, the groom... Defending his bride. Defending his bride. Loki can point his staff at me anytime. <laughs> his big one or his little one? What does it say his when... His stick of destiny. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, okay, so my husband emails me at work... With a picture of, you know, how Loki was standing in the Hulk cage, you know, just standing with his his arms behind him, you know, doing that relaxed at mm-hmm. ease pose with a smile on his face. He says, so, do you want this for the shower? And I just typed back in all caps, um, yeah. 
Now, yes, one of the guests who was there was Gillian Anderson. And she actually said during the panel, like, she would totally do another X-Files movie. I think I heard about this. <laughs> I think I heard about this, yeah. She doesn't want it to go under. Yeah, she never wants it to end. I wouldn't if I were if I were her. Yeah. It'd be like We get to play a badass like Scully again. Yeah. I'm sorry, Scully is still an awesome, an extremely awesome character. I cannot blame her. And then, of course, with any con, there's always awesome costumes. Fan Expo has asked people to post pictures of their costumes or different, you know, pictures they took around the con to Fan Expo's Flickr page. Okay. So on, on the Flickr page, you can see a lot of different costumes and stuff, and I was looking through it a few days ago, and there's some really cool costumes in there. Including, I saw quite a few plus-size women who were doing the superhero thing, like... Even, like, like Black Widow or stuff like that. Rock it. And I'm like, rock on with your bad self. Yeah. It's like, dude, you want to dress up as Black Widow? Dress up as Black Widow. Go for it. Go for it, whatever your size. And, of course, there were some really awesome gender swap Avengers costumes. Oh, I costumes. love those. I love those. There were some really awesome ones. We'll have to look at the pictures later. And I'm sure next week we'll have news and, you know, links for where you can find costumes and stuff for Dragon Con. I know. People I know that are there have already been tweeting. Stuff. I've got um, old university friends that still go because they're still living in the area. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking to my friend on the phone, and she's like, Hey, you remember so-and-so? Yeah, I remember him. Give him a hug for me. Yeah, he shaved his head. And I'm like, what? This is a guy who's had hair down to here and a full beard and everything. Now he's all hairless. And I'm like, you broke my brain, dude, and I'm not even drinking. That's not fair. Oh, and one quick note for those that are traveling to cons, or have to travel to get to cons, especially those who have to take planes. Apparently, the FAA has now has announced a couple days ago that it will be taking comments and forming a committee to investigate overturning its stance on personal electronic devices and how they can be used during flight. In other words, they're going to be forming a committee to look at the possibility that you can actually leave your electronic devices on. So that when you actually start taking During off, takeoff and landing. You can have your headphones on with the dun 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 <laughs> Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. You know, but yeah, so basically so, you, so that you can like read your Kindle or listen to your iPod while you're during takeoff. Which would be nice. Okay, you know what I would really like to see? A bunch of people coming back from Dragon Con in full costume with their, and, you know, complaining about their electronics having to be turned off. <laughs> like, Loki with his glowing staff. What are you talking? I cannot turn this thing off! Oh my god, Tony Sir Stark! Yeah, oh god, Tony. The arc reactor. I'm sorry, ma'am, I can't turn this off. I'll die. Or a Jedi and his lightsaber. And I mean, this, I mean, the rule about that is apparently, like, decades old. And apparently IGN was saying that cell phones don't go anywhere near the radio fre frequencies that are used in aviation. And even older model jets and stuff and smaller jets have shielded instruments to prevent interference from other electronic devices. Yeah, I think by this day and age, what with landing on Mars and yeah. all kinds of coolness happening, we could we could probably manage that. I mean... I say we, like I actually know how, what the hell, you know, planes instruments do, but that's okay. Yeah, and they even said something... Like, the really basic Kindle uses no power and therefore doesn't emit any kind of signal or radiation except for that one brief moment when you turn a page. And aircraft technology has changed as well, so really, like, how much of a threat is it anymore? Mm. And really, considering there's always those few people on every flight 
who, no matter, as soon as the, you know, they turn it off when the flight, when flight attendants come around and tell you to turn stuff off. But as soon as the flight attendant has to sit down because they're actually taking off, they will turn their stuff back on. Anyways. Like, yeah. I think there's enough of a chance. But yeah, I mean, they said that there's probably some other reasons. There's other things that it's just easier to say no so that people say, you know, if they have like a laptop out and ca- easier to tell people just turn off your electronic devices than to specifically have to tell that person, you know, please t- take your laptop away because, you know, if there's an emergency during takeoff or landing, that will get in your way and in the way of people beside you, you know, or other things, you know, little things that they have to consider, like, if people can use their cell phones during flights. Mm-hmm. You know, think of how annoying it is when, you know, someone on the bus or something like that is using a cell phone. Now put that in a even tinier tube. In a comp- in a tube of compressed air. Yeah, in an even smaller space. Yes. <laughs> Though, at least in that case, like, if it wasn't the person behind you or in front of you, you probably wouldn't even be able to hear them over the sound of the engines. Though then, they, though then again, they would have to talk louder. Yeah, they would. To talk over the engines. What? Yeah, we're landing in 10, 20 minutes. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, that would be annoying. But, you know, it'd be nice to be able to listen to to one's iPod or just read during takeoff. Yeah, it would. Especially, like, you For, know, especially other than a few seconds of takeoff where I'm like, I want a window seat so I can watch because it's awesome. See, I'm thinking of the reverse. There are some people out there who are very, very nervous yeah. about flying. And, and, if, they could listen, and, and if they could listen yeah. to, say, relaxation mp3s or something during takeoff or some, just have something to distract them yeah maybe that would help but for everybody else it's that you know 10 minutes before landing and the few, you know 10 minutes after takeoff when it's like okay yes we're in the air i have noticed this and this is a, and i'm tired of looking out the window i would like to be able to do something else see that's my mother what she does is she goes on the flight with an empty stomach orders a couple of gin and tonics right right away passes out for the entire flight. So we'll see. Considering this is a government agency. We'll wait. And considering they are thinking about putting together a committee to it's going to be a while. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure by the time they actually make a decision, technology will have jumped by leaps and bounds. Hey, and speaking of technology and government and actually something cool happening. The, the president broke Reddit. <laughs> not too many people can say that they've done that. Yes. But he can. He was live on Reddit for, I think it was about 40 minutes? Yeah, he said for about half an hour. Yeah, something like that. And because Reddit has, uh, it's basically a discussion site, and there's all sorts of different sub forums. And one of them is the I am a forum, where someone will say, I am a whatever, ask me questions. Yeah. Or ask me anything. It's also referred to referred to as an AMA, ask me anything. And usually people will, you know, verify, someone will verify you know, that they actually know what they're talking about or, you know, someone will have to post their credentials and people will can ask them questions and discuss it. So this one, it was, I am Barack Obama, president of the, president of the United States. Ask me anything. And he said he was, you know, so there was a span where people could ask questions and then he would answer some. And also on Reddit, you can upvote things. Mm-hmm. So I think it was that the more people upvoted certain things, he would answer, depending on, I'm sure, the appropriateness of the yeah. question. Though there was a lot of, it looked like, from what I could see at the time, because, of course, as soon as this went out on Twitter, there was instantly, at one point I saw there was like more than a million and a half people watching that page. Yeah, I believe it. So, but a lot of it, at least a lot of the top questions seemed pretty, pretty thoughtful, phrased sort of neutrally when a discussion, discussing the issues, that sort of thing. And of course there's, there's some, there were some, you know, simple, almost kind of frivolous 
questions, but not in a dickish way. Mm. Like, one of them was like, you know, what's your favorite basketball team? Or something like that. <laughs> Actually, that one, I think the answer to that one, or it was like, who's your favorite basketball player? Or something like that. And he responded, and someone else, someone typed back, damn straight! And then <laughs> after a second, there was like, edit, dot, 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 sir. It's like they answered like they would usually answer on Reddit, and they're like, oh shit, I just said that to the President of the United States. But yeah, it was really interesting. And it's just kind of fun to see using them using social media yeah, and that's cool and in an unexpected way too because it's not like this was something special that had been announced like days and beforehand it's just all of a sudden it's like uh guys president obama's gonna be on reddit <laughs> and yes it's actually him there was photos of him like typing and they had posted in the forum that the monitors and the organizers of this had actually yeah the moderators yep, are like they were vouching yep this is president. i have actually vouched this this is the president of the united states You're like dude that's kind of awesome so, you know, in our parents' generation, they could say that they shook the hand of, you know, president or senator or somebody or other. Mm-hmm. I, I was in a chat room with president, with the president <laughs> of the Obama. United States. So, moving into Craven's, Co- Craven's Covets and Crushes. This one is of a timely nature, though hopefully this person will be doing this again sometime soon, because oh my god, it's awesome. Of course, I spend a fair amount of time on Tumblr, looking at especially different fan art and stuff for different fandoms, including Sherlock and Avengers. And you found them both in one. Yeah. And there's an artist who does work in a lot of geeky fandoms, including Avengers, Sherlock, Doctor Who, Good Omens, Legend of Korra, My Little Pony, Portal, Supernatural, X-Men. And they have opened a store on goodsy.com where you can get buttons of their fan art from each of those fandoms so you can get and it's only available until september 9th each button is two dollars and it's a 1.5 inch pinback button i am going to be ordering a bunch of these the artwork some is really them, nice yeah some of them might be finding their way into prize packages maybe 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 and because these are i just love i love his style yeah i just love the cart his it's cartoon really style. good and it's so adorable like there's a cute one. There's one, the Captain America. He's got one for, basically he has character ones for each character from each of these fandoms. So he's got the Captain American one. He's saluting and he's holding his shield. And it's really cool. The Bruce Banner one. He's kind of sort of taking off his glasses. But in the background, you just sort of see this green muscle texture. Yeah. And purple pants. <laughs> and Black Widow standing there with her gun. Coulson's holding a donut. Loki's looking all smug with his staff over his shoulder. That's okay. He can do that. Thor looks like he's in a shampoo commercial, tossing his hair. And then for Sherlock, Sherlock and John are each wearing their hat. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, Irene's got her phone. Moriarty's brushing off his Westwood suit. Yeah, that's classic. I'm glad (laughs) they did that. And there's ones for, it looks like the 9th, 10th, and 11th Doctors. There's characters from Torchwood, because I see Captain Jack Harkness. Actually, it looks like he's got ones for each of the Doctors, like the older ones, too. Slightly different style for the older Yeah, those are in a different, different sort of cartoon style, but still really cool. Yeah, these are adorable, and I, like, I was looking at the ones I kind of want, like, all the Avengers ones, most of the Sherlock ones. Some of them I might. Some of these I might have to get doubles because, like I said, they might be going into prize packages. Although Hill looks so badass too, and she's <laughs> apparently going to be featured strongly in the the Shield ABC yes. show. Way to go, strong women! Yes. Well, this is Joss, but yeah. So if you go to goodsy g o o d s i e dot com slash store slash Mister Blue Sky. 
M-R-B-L-U-E-S-K-Y, all one word, you'll find the buttons. And I think if I remember correctly, when I sort of did a little cart to see how much things were going to cost, I think the shipping was pretty reasonable, too. Hi, everyone. Karen here with just some updates on our Cravings, Covets, and Crushes. The button sale goes until the 8th, not the 9th. So uh, unless you hear this episode right as soon as we release it, probably not going to be able to get in on that. But you can go to the artist who is a she, I should say, we were using the wrong pronoun. You can go to her Tumblr art blog at houresago.tumblr.com. That's H-O-U-R-S-A-G-O dot Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R.com and see all her artwork. And she said that she might do another button sale like during the winter break. So you can keep an eye on whether she might do that there. You can, she also has a link, link there to her Society6 print shop. And there's a few prints on there that are like, they're not the buttons, but there's a few prints on there that are, you know, the same fandoms as the buttons. There's Avengers and Sherlock and Doctor Who and some really cool stuff, actually, now that I look at it again. So you can take a look at her artwork there and then just keep an eye on her Tumblr to see if she does the buttons again. Sorry about that. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get this episode out as early as I ho- I'd hoped. But like I said, there's the place where you can see her stuff because her stuff is really cool and I love it. And I want it all. And I did buy some buttons. So there is a chance you could get a button as a little prize at some point. So stay tuned. But yes, these are adorable. I want them all. Have all the buttons. All the buttons. But yes, and speaking of prizes. Yes. And prize thingies. Did you remind people of the contest of the contest that is still going on? Yes, because I so, think we were going until September twelfth. So episode fifty, we said comment on episode fifty with something geeky you have discovered in this last year, and it doesn't have to be something you found through us; it could be something else. Um, and actually, quite a lot. Uh, there's been quite a few people who I've been, you know, very pleased to see who have said they have sort of. Their sort of thing that they've discovered this year is just is that they are a geek mm-hmm. that they do count as a geek. That's cool. Or and the, or they have I've seen that, yeah. sort of admitted their geekitude, and now they're proud of it. Yes, because which is yeah. great. Because <laughs> I think there was a lot of people who you know probably depending on you know when you grew up and that sort of thing, a lot of people probably had that idea of a geek is a guy who wears really thick glasses and has pocket protector and who, like, codes computers and stuff like that. And, you know, probably had a very specific idea of what a geek was or right. a nerd. And I think the last few years it has really... Geekdom has really expanded to be, like... Geekdom has matured. Yeah. I think the definition of geekdom that I've seen in a lot of places is that a geek is someone who is hugely passionate about something. Agreed. And who wants to share it. Yes. Especially... You know, the person who, if someone else mentions they like this, will be like, oh my god, I love that, sort of thing. You know, it doesn't have to be. If you're listening to this podcast, you are probably a knitting geek, at the very least. You're probably a geek of something else, too, otherwise you would, you know, maybe not listen to this one. But, you know, you can be a geek for pretty much anything. A certain type of author, a certain type of computer. Yeah. Or coding, or artwork, or Or actor. sports. Or sports. Or a lot of other things. You just have to be, like, wildly yeah. enthusiastic about yeah. something. So, yes, comment in episode 50 to get a chance at one prize. And you have until September 14th for that one. Okay. Then for episode 51, comment in that thread. And I should say, in, for commenting, you can either comment on the blog or in the Ravel. Comment on the blog to that post. So comment to episode 50. 
on the blog or comment to that thread in the Ravelry group. And for episode 51, comment on episode 51 on the blog or in the episode 51 thread on the Ravelry group. And this time, give us something that you've discovered yourself about yourself or... Knitting-wise. Yeah, you know, something you've discovered knitting-wise this yes. last year. It could be something new that you've tried. It could be some realization of what kind of knitter you are or what kind of things you like to knit or, you know, anything like that. And that one you have until the 21st to enter. Okay. So that you have some more time in case you're catching up. Right, that's true. That is very true. And actually, I got little prizes this week. Yes? Amongst other little things, the main thing for the episode 50 prize, it will include a TARDIS needle gauge. That you might remember us talking about from said episode. Yes, from Tangerine Designs. And I believe that's tangerine8.etsy.com. And I've seen it. It is super cool. It's a metric guide. So it's got the metric sizes on it. So, you know, 2 millimeter, 2.5 millimeter, 2.75 millimeter. So, and there'll be other little things in there. I have other little goodies. Yay! To go in there. And for episode 51, for that prize, I have one of the Ravelry Design Contest bags. Oh, nice. Project bags. Nice, nice, nice. Amongst other little things. Yeah. As well. So we have the super geeky prize and the nitty prize. Can I staple a herring to it? No, you can't staple herrings to things. Damn it. Especially because that would be nasty by the time it got <laughs> to people. So yes. And then like I said, there will be other little things in each package too. Okay. Little surprises. Okay. So I think we should wrap up before you start stapling herrings to things. Yeah, the blue moon only lasts so long. Okay. So have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye. Hope you that your uh, blue moon was yeah, if lots at- of fun. If you're at Dragon Con, hope you had fun. Uh, I hope you are surviving your hangover. And hopefully you managed to avoid catching con crud. Well, you know. <laughs> or other things, considering what happens at con. The Spartans are pretty tasty. Okay, you and could- we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll probably record before the Knitter's Fair. Because we're going to be, it's going to be the next week that we'll talk about the Knitter's Fair. Because I am going straight from the Knitter's Fair to Toronto. So that Mom and I can... Oh, rendezvous. Yeah. Head up to Grand I was going to ask you how that was going to work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. So we'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. To visit our show notes, listen to old episodes, or leave something in our tip jar, you can visit us at knitonegeek2.mtpockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1-G-E-E-K-2.mt-p-o-c-k-e-t-s.org. You can also comment at our Ravelry group. Just search the Ravelry groups for Knit One Geek 2. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at www.twitter.com slash knit one geek 2. Have a good week, everybody. Pause as I snuggle my cat. Love you.